Retro Rebel is brought to you by TempleofGeek.com, your one-stop shop for all things geek. You can find all of our episodes and fulfill your sci-fi, fantasy, and geek culture-related needs at TempleofGeek.com. Welcome to the Retro Rebel Gamecast, where we discuss gaming and related topics. Retro Rebels released on some Fridays, sometimes, and you can find this episode and much more by heading to templeofgeek.com or wherever you download your favorite podcasts. You can also follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Retro Rebel Podcast. My name is Stacy, and with me, as always, is my fellow Rebel co-host, Amanda. Hello. 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 <laughs> hey, welcome back. It's a new year, and it's been like three months. What's yeah. up? <laughs> That is funny. Yeah, it has been a while. You know, it, it, it is what it is. You know, I, as I was saying before we were recording, I feel like we have done some really good work, you know, over the years, uh, just looking at some other gaming podcasts and stuff. Some of the topics that we've covered, I haven't seen anywhere, still haven't seen them covered anywhere else. And so, you know, I think that's cool uh, that we've been able to do that. And it's, you know, schedules just don't always line up. It is what it is. But uh but it's good to be back. Yeah, I'm happy to be back. It's a, it's a new year. Feels the same though for some reason. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it really, it's just uh, you know it's going to be what you make of it. You know, it's not much else has changed. Uh, but uh, other than um, I have played new games, uh, there is there are newses out there, things to report, uh, and we have a topic that just won't go away. That is so, true, unfortunately. <laughs> unfortunately, it won't go away. So what have you been playing? Uh, I am currently playing Last Stop. I'm on Chapter 3. It is a London-based, telltale-style storytelling game. Yeah. Um, and unlike The Walking Dead, if you fail a quick time event, it doesn't start over, just something else happens, which I find to be even more FOMO because I'm like, oh my God, what did I miss out on? And there's no going back because it just saves itself. So you have to like let it happen organically. And it's a, I would say it's a really good game. It's very self-aware and self-referential sometimes, which I find quite funny. Yeah. However, oh my god, the graphics, they're bad. Whoa, PS2 called. They want their graphics back. Boy, <laughs> my goodness. Sometimes the people's faces, like in the background, they don't render. So they just like, they're just faceless, like blobby face shapes without any detail. Oh my god, it's it's horrifying at times. Is that intentional? I don't think so. Like, why would it be? Like, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> it's so off-putting. Um, but like it, it is a very good game and the characters are very well voiced and thought out. Like, I feel like I know some of these people, like I've met them. It's, it's very accurate to what some people in London are like. Um, and yeah. which I was quite impressed by, obviously I've lived here a long time. So you never, I feel like you never see a modern game set in London where London isn't like blowing apart or something, you know? Like, right. So um, yeah, it feels really good. It's on game pass. It's definitely worth playing, but just 
ignore the graphics and the way that the game handles when you're walking from one place to another. You just have right. to ignore it because it's awful. Like, okay, you know, but the story is worth playing. You have three different characters that you're sort of piloting around and their stories don't exactly interact, but they each one of their stories tells you something different about the overall picture. Although I've not finished the game yet, but I can sort of see maybe where things are going to merge together. It's, it's very right. interesting though. There's a, you play as a teenage girl, a female like British operative sort of person and a single overweight dad. And they're so different, but they're very. I can relate to all of those. (laughs) I am a single overweight dad. No, (laughs) that's right. I'm daddy to all my downloaded games I never play. (laughs) Man, and there are a lot of neglected children there. So that's true. That's true. So yeah, I really recommend it. It's definitely worth playing. It's 100% up your street. And I think just if you want something that you can pick up and put down. Like the chapters don't take very long, maybe an hour, you know, maybe right. even less, maybe like 20 minutes each. Cause there are three characters. You don't have to play each one of their chapters each round. So yeah, it, it's pretty good. I like it so far. I'm probably going to finish it, but slowly. Right. And you can, cause it's one of those games that. that yeah. Are. So, uh, I've played a couple games actually. One of which I never thought I would enjoy it as much as I do. Um, so the first one I've been playing the most, and the one that I suggested to you was Nobody Saves the World. Um, downloaded that on Xbox Game Pass. Um, just a really neat, uh, a neat game, a, a great palate cleanser, I think, for some of the other games that have you know the big bombastic graphics, explosions, and all you know, just you know, with all these games pushing the the hardware to the extremes. Nobody saves the world is very much the opposite of that. You know, it's uh, it's a it's a I think um, it's not a roguelike or, or a uh, uh, it is a dungeon crawler. It's an RPG. You you know the premise is, and I don't know all of the story. I'm about I don't know maybe a third of the way through at this point because it's pretty deep. I mean, there's a lot to do in this game, uh, but you start as a nobody, which is kind of just like a shell of a person, you don't even have eyes. Like you're just like black holes for eyes. Um, and you're a, you're a vessel for all of these other personalities, sort of, so to speak. So the, the, the gist of it is, is you get a magic wand and the magic wand allows you to change into different things. And each one of those things has its own set of skills and can be upgraded. And, um, you can, once you've unlocked certain, certain, um, things that you can turn into. So say for instance, I can turn into a rat pretty early on. The rat will, will allow you to bite things and it'll do damage over time. So you can put dots onto things and poison them. More dots, more Um, dots. Yeah. And so when you do that though, that's great. And it's great early on, but then you'll find that there's some enemies that are more susceptible to sharp damage or blunt damage and not the poison. And so then the rat's not, you know, not doing it anymore. And so you unlock, I unlocked a ranger so you have this girl, she's a ranger, and so she can shoot ranged attacks, and she's got the sharp attack. And so that that kind of alleviates that issue. But sometimes there are things that are only susceptible to poison. Well, what you can do is once you've unlocked all these different things and you've leveled them up, you can start to take traits from one and put them on the other. 
So you have sharp attack, but I also have poison damage dot over time. And so now, you know, you've kind of, you fill in the gaps where you were weak and, uh, and I don't know all the things that you can, that you can turn into. I've unlocked, uh, a slug, a ranger, a knight. Uh, there's a bodybuilder. There's a horse you can turn into, and the horse's attacks at first are only his back legs. So you have to be facing away from whatever no, you're attacking. No, this is no. I'm going to delete well, this now. How you won't you? use the horse. I, I promise you. You you'll like it. You just there are certain ones you're like, okay, I unlocked the horse. I'm not going to use it. I'm not going to use it. You know. But it's fun. It's I've had a lot of fun with it. But the other game I've been playing that I just I, I never thought I would enjoy it. It's not. It's rarely my cup of tea to play a racing game of any sort. But I downloaded Fours of Five. Okay. And and uh, I I love it. I love it because I don't I don't even really have to be great at it. Like it's not one of those really true to life uh, racers where. Um, you know, the slightest move of the, of the steering wheel and you've already spun out and then you're, you know, you ate the wall or whatever you, you know, it's just not really, it's not a truly really realistic driving simulator, but you, you there are hundreds of cars that you can unlock. You, you know, just by hitting things and, and accidentally running over trees or whatever, you, you not, you get money for it. And so you're earning money from A to B and you're just seeing the sights and you, it's all staged in Mexico. And so you're in this like tropical area, there's tropical areas and, and desert areas and, and, uh, and it's all supposed to be true to form or true to the, the local area. And, um, yeah. And, and, and even though I know I'll never get some of these, you know, half million, million and a half dollar cars that, that you can buy cause I just don't win enough races. Uh, it's been cool to be able to, to, to just kind of pick it up and play it. It's, it's again, it's not one of those games that I have to, it's not hard. It's like the, the right trigger is go left trigger is your break. One of the bumpers helps you drift. It's not hard. It, it just looks really pretty. So it's, it's like the best of both worlds. You get all the graphical parts that, that we really, that people like. I mean, it looks pretty and it's easy to play. And it's one of those that if you wanted to do co-op, because you've played it before, haven't you? Yeah, I have. Yeah. Okay. The reason I know that is because any any of the races that you've done, if I do a single race, it'll show where you were on the race. Oh, my God. And, Am I awful? I haven't played it in years. Well, you've done better than I have. So you you do oh, wow. that what you will. All right. You know. Excellent. <laughs> yeah. Now, there have it, been times. It came with the Xbox, I think. That's why I played it. Okay. Actually. Well, you, you, I saw your name on there and other people that I'm friends with, you know, the eight people I'm friends with on Facebook, <laughs> on, or I mean, on a Xbox and Facebook. Uh, they, they all, uh, they were all usually ahead of me. But still, I got to see y'all are actually racing in the car that I think you raced in. Right. So that's it's pretty cool. cool how it keeps track of all that stuff. You that's know? very cool. I know. Um, I, I think that it has like some sort of avatar as well, like a virtual race car dude that goes and it does. does it for you. I remember thinking that that is like, what? Why game play game by game self? What? <laughs> <laughs> to this day, I'm still baffled. Yes. Like, I mean, I get it's great that he's earning money for you, but like, why gameplay self? <laughs> right. Well, and that may be it. And maybe that's why I like it. And maybe I'm not gamer anymore. I don't know. But <laughs> it's like, this is, 
this is this is my kind of game where I've got too much to do and I just let it go and I can see all these things and come back and play with cars that I that I didn't earn or I did. I just I wasn't physically present when it happened. So excellent. But anyway, two games that I would I would recommend uh, if for Game Pass. I mean, because it costs you just Game Pass. So uh, and nobody saves the world is one that I may actually I'm going to probably buy. Right. Um, just because it's an indie game uh, made by from the makers of Guacamelee One and Two, Guacamelee, uh, hilarious! <laughs> yes, yeah, good. Well, and that's the sense of humor in that game is pretty that's funny. That's a great. That's a great name. You know, I, some to people. Be honest, I don't have that much time for playing video games because I've fully immersed myself in Dungeons and Dragons. Like I'm now regularly DMing as well. Like I've gone off of the. You're full. Yeah. So you we're, went we're full, full D now. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Well, I'm jealous in a way. Uh, you know, I've still yet to play uh, my a com- campaign. I'm I've yet to be a part of one. I watch Critical Role, of course, and that's definitely setting a standard. I'm never going to reach. Uh, <laughs> no campaign will ever be. You know, eight voice actors uh, no. playing. You know. You know, and a and a dungeon master who can do multiple voices and is just a great writer and is, you know. Well, so. do you know what funny to say? I'm not a voice actor, but I do try to do multiple voices all the time. And I feel maybe what's slightly different from Matt Mercer, although I love him. And Temple of Geek recently interviewed him and I was like starstruck. <laughs> I saw that. Yeah, um, that was awesome. I didn't get to interview him, but I mean, I'm very jealous <laughs> and I would have loved to. Um, jealous but- of Monica. Yeah. <laughs> I like to throw in unappealing physical traits. So yeah. like I had a guy who wore like copper bracers and then like had a compulsion to lick them while talking. So like the players would be trying to talk and I'd be like, just making direct eye contact, you know, listen, that's <laughs> the stuff that I think is hilarious. So. Yes. <laughs> well, and, and it, you know, it's probably, it's not as fun if everybody's not really in on it, but I mean, if you're, you don't have to do voices or anything, but just, just play, man, just be a part of just, just, you know, be there and be present. Just I think, think that's of cool. The extreme stuff that, you know, uh, that yeah. people do out in this world and make it funny. Like I had a druid who was like an outcast of his group and he just compulsively picked his nose and flicked it, like just in random directions. Uh, that's <laughs> the sort of shit I love to do. I think it's so funny. And they all get a little <laughs> skeeved out and that, that delights me. <laughs> that's even better. That's even better. Yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, that's what I've been spending most of my time doing. In fact, for well, until I found Last Stop, I was like, oh, should I pause my Game Pass subscription? I'm just paying them for nothing. Like, Right. Probably, but, I mean, just burn it. Just burn the money, man, you know? <laughs> that's right. That's right. That's exactly right. Uh, yeah. So, that's the games. And, uh, I mean, I still have uh, Magic the Gathering Arena on my phone, but I hadn't played it in a while. So, And they're coming out with a new... It's too much. Yeah. Too much. So news, what news? A lot of news has happened in the last few months and some of it may seem a little outdated, but I'd still like to get your take on, on, uh, especially the new recent acquisitions. Ah, yes, that is, that is on the list. Well, smaller news, um, particularly interesting for us because I think we both like the Fallout franchise. Um, Amazon bought the rights to make a Fallout TV show and they are shooting it now. And from the teaser trailer, it looks like they are sticking to the post-apocalyptic 1950s source material. 
Love it. I'm quite excited to see what they do with it. That's going to be on on what network? Amazon Prime. Okay. Yeah, Amazon Prime Video. So It's funny how this is working out. How Okay, so just on that to that note. Halo's coming out next month or this month on Paramount. Have you seen that? Seen the preview for it? I know that you're a Halo fan. It looks good. Like, it looks good. I I can't lie. Now, Cortana is a little weird, but other than that, I think it looked good. You know, I mean, I I thought it was rendered footage. Like, I thought it was a game. I thought it was a game trailer. And no, it's a seven foot tall guy in in a Halo outfit. Um, It just looks good. But on Netflix, did you watch Arcane by chance? I haven't yet, but I mean, The Witcher is a video game stroke book adaptation, and it's very so effective. It's very good. And then Arcane, which is League of Legends, that's the first time I've ever even desired looking at the lore. of. I had no idea what that damn game's about. Yeah. But that show is great. You know, Arcane was excellent. And, uh, you know, if if it's anything like that, I'd be interested in at least giving it a go. Just see what it's about. Just it because like the it, lore. I mean, from some brief images, it might be live action, and I'm all about that. Okay. I like it. Okay. Cool. Um, but, I mean, that is little news in comparison to what's been happening with Blizzard on multiple fronts. So yeah. They, they're yeah. embattled with various allegations at all times. They're launching a new IP, which is a survival game that pits modern day humans in a fantasy world that some people are saying might be sort of monster hunter world esque in its uh, thing. Anyway, they've started working on that. So we'll see that 10 years from now, 10 years from now. <laughs> yeah. Or, or they'll work on it 10 years and just scrap it completely. Possibly. Yeah, possibly. And then right after that announcement came, of course, the biggest acquisition in video game history happened. Microsoft now owns Blizzard. So that means that they own everything from Call of Duty to Diablo. I mean, this is a huge range of mega titles. And as far as I know, it is now one of the largest game companies world, if not the largest now with this acquisition, because I don't think anybody has more profitable titles now than Microsoft has under its own belt. Just Call of Duty alone, I think, did it. Like, forget... Like, forget um, adding World of Warcraft or, you know, Hearthstone or Diablo or any of that other stuff to the list. Like, I think Um, Call of Duty is still the biggest game in the world. What's the other shooter? Um, Why can't I not think of it? It's... What, Fortnite? uh, No, the Blizzard shooter. Um, Starcraft. No, the the FPS that they got. It's an eSport. Oh. Over Overwatch. Over oh oh. Haha. <laughs> Although yeah. I do have my longest uh kill streak on that game, which I just think is so funny. Twelve <laughs> <laughs> kills in a row, no deaths. <laughs> nice. That's the best I've ever done, that done in Call any of Duty. game ever. Yeah, never done that. Yeah, I was quite proud of that. I was playing is it Phoenix, the sort of like stocky chick with the buzz cut hair? Is that, she's buzz. the tank, right? Yeah, yeah. Absolutely yeah. annihilated people with her. I was like, yeah, she's a unit. <laughs> um, yeah, listen, I think, surprisingly, I think it's good. And <laughs> here's why. Okay. Because 
I think Microsoft might actually be controversially a better company than Activision Blizzard. And maybe their values might actually help Activision Blizzard in some way. I mean, I don't want to give Bill Gates too much credit. It's still a company and they're out to make money. But I just don't get the impression that Microsoft is as truly evil as Bobby Kotick is. Right. Um, You know, like he seems like an actually bad dude who threatened to uh, unalive his assistant on the phone. On a on disalive. Disalive. Un. Yeah. Unmake (laughs) your life. Unlife you. Um, Um, You know, and I don't think that that's something. He's an objectively bad person. Yeah, he's just not a good dude. Like, um, so I'm hoping that perhaps some direct oversight from some people who are not psychopathic may help to improve, you know, those companies. And I also feel like Microsoft may not be as afraid of other countries as blizzard seem to be becoming towards the end of there like especially with the esports and you know well china you know, and everything i think microsoft's just much bigger than that they just i don't think they obviously because they just they they were the big fish and they ate the little fish and i would have thought that activision was untouchable like i would have thought that they were and from what i've understood just listening to all the podcasts reading what documents i could stomach and looking at at, at just the the big picture that Blizzard was a problem, but Activision was the problem, and and so they are not. They are one company, but they they kind of maintain a bit of uh, of their own. They, they were they were able to kind of to stand on their own a lot. So like your Call of Duty groups were not working on Warcraft, and you know, and so anything that wasn't adjacent to Warcraft, they kind of had their own teams. Diablo had their own teams. And Diablo and Blizzard wasn't working with guys from Activision or girls from Activision. It just wasn't, that wasn't the way it was. So the problems that they were finding, even though it was lumped under the same umbrella, it's, it's, and I say that because it's, and it sounds like I'm an apologist for Blizzard and to a degree I am because I love Blizzard and I wish them, there are so many more good people. I just have to believe working at Blizzard than the evil ones at the top that are, you know, that were causing a lot of the problems. And there are, there are, bad seeds throughout the entire company. There's no doubt. And I know that they're continuing to try to improve that. I think it it's to your point, it's not bad. Like I can't see this situation being, um, it could be worse. Maybe it's an, maybe, maybe it's a lateral move. Maybe they don't get any better, but it doesn't get any worse. Well, it's funny that you mentioned that because I think the next acquisition is EA. Man, And and my my reason for that is based on the fact that EA Pass is already part of Game Pass. I think that's a very strong acquisitional move. I think they're the next ones to go in. Now, obviously, our Game Pass price is going to go up. I can almost guarantee you because now it's going to have the best titles in the world. That is going to become exponentially more expensive. It almost has to, but, but it can't, how much more though, you know, like, like 20 bucks a month. Probably. I don't, you know, and, and that is that I could live with, uh, I think. Um, but in the end, my hope is, is that Blizzard finds their way back to who they were and they're able to kind of wrestle back control of, of their games from what it looks like they're listening to the people and trying to improve 
Warcraft for not just the people who uh, are there for Worlds First and the elitist ones. They're actually trying to do it for the casual gamer as well so that you're not built into this, I have to play eight hours a day or I just literally can't compete. Uh, or even, I can't even, not just compete, I can't even see the end content. I can't see any of it because um, I just don't have that much time to devote to daily things that I have to do for progress sake. Um, yeah, so maybe one day I'll be back, but it'll be a year in March wow. that I haven't played. I know. and That's soon. Um, That's just a couple of weeks away. Wow. I know, and I, I think I can hold out, but my name is Stacy, and I'm an addict. So, yeah. <laughs> um, I'm trying. I'm trying not to. I'm trying not. To, I have no reason to go back right now. But if they came out with an expansion uh, next month, probably would buy it. You know, I'd be <laughs> like, yeah. You know. So it. Uh, in addition to that, though, Sony's also making moves, though. So Money. Sony buys Bungie, and you know, and Bungie, the original, the creators, the original creators of Halo, now of Destiny. Um. You know, and that's that's a big acquisition for them as well. They can but have I, them though. Destiny sucks. No offense. And since oh, I, they got since they stopped making Halo, they can do one. Do you know what I mean? Like I, bunch I agree. Nobody now. But I think that was just the beginning. I heard some scuttlebutt about who else they may be looking to acquire. Uh, and again, this is not to the same level as as EA. Uh, even though EA is a, as like a as like a behemoth in the industry, it really is sports games. Though I mean, they do other things, uh, uh, but sports is where. Hello, they do Star Wars. Hello, not anymore. Oh, who's got Star yeah. Wars now? Uh, Respawn. Respawn wow. has uh, the ones that's and they made Titanfall. So, oh right, okay. I, mean, I do like Titanfall though. Respect. Yeah, they've I made think some Sony good games. Would be wise to pick up some of the people on the peripheries so well, Capcom's in the crosshairs Capcom's in the Capcom, crosshairs yeah Konami as well I think they should look at like oh my god why would they not buy yeah. them if, unless they just won't let it they just won't sell but Konami would be huge yeah, they've Konami got so many IPs great. I don't even think Konami's interested in being a gaming company anymore I think they should just sell off all the assets Sony that's me personally oh do you know who else I think is going to get acquired by Microsoft um Bioware for sure Really? If yeah. they haven't already, because all their games, once again, are all on Game Pass. Like this is right. the thing. I think that's sort of the sort of sign that right. they might get acquired is when their pretty much whole catalog ends up on Game Pass. Now, and wasn't it was it Phil Spencer or who was it that said, or I thought it was Microsoft that said cross platform play is is dumb and should end or something you know that that's not his quote but that's essentially what he said He's no like, not my, not microsoft microsoft wants it to happen it's it's playstation right. that doesn't i think it is playstation yeah yeah i think it's playstation because and then PlayStation nintendo's always been the ones that they're like exclusives exclusives to be honest right. xbox is really over exclusives i don't think they give a shit anymore like but now they could and now they've got all the keys they got all the toys you know yeah they could if they wanted to mm. um so, but maybe it's more lucrative to have all of the pie to basically sell licenses to PlayStation so that that your players can play these games you that's know how, they want. That's why they won't own Epic. That's why they won't own Epic is because Epic has been selling pieces, licenses. You know they're too big, and and they they sell out. And this is why so many games have failed is because they don't want to pay Epic for the Unreal Engine, 
And so if you don't want to buy or pay for the Unreal Engine, then you've got to create your own. And that is years yeah. that it sets you back in millions of dollars. And then what if it doesn't work or it's trash? If it's trash, then your whole game's trash. Yeah. And nobody else can use it, you know? So that's what happened to Andromeda, from what I understand, is they were trying to make their own engine. And that that's why you got the Uncanny Valley face. Yeah. You know, and all the just trash. I don't even know how that game ends. And that's a tragedy because that I love the That is such a shame. Series. I do. I know. I have no idea. I played the no whole idea. thing. I played it before they fixed it. I didn't give a crap. I was like, all right, look weird, whatever. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know what it was that just drove me away. And maybe it's just the time I was playing it in my life. But I just, I could not, I couldn't get past a few things. You should and go it back just to wasn't. it. Finish it. There's going to be another I one, should. I'm sure, soon. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm sure that there will be. So, Any other news? No, I think it's time for the spicy main topic. A spicy main topic. Yes. So uh, the topic that won't go away. Uh, and it has been in the news uh, quite a bit lately, actually. So um, NFTs, non, non-fungible tokens, which I know that Thor says that uh, all words are made up, but non-fungible just sounds like really made up. Like, like what is that? I know I can look it up and I don't need a definition. I'm just saying it sounds stupid. And that's so NFT actually sounds better. Um, so thoughts, let's, let's get into NFTs, what they are and why they're dumb. So <laughs> fungible, let's just talk about, cause the definition is important for why it's dumb. So it's a, it's a lo- legal term that says, Uh, Of goods contracted for without an individual specimen being specified, replaceable by another identical item, mutually interchangeable. So it's basically saying that this item is not replaceable by another identical item, nor is it mutually interchangeable. And that, I think, is the worst naming of a thing that has ever been named. I wish you could just, ma- I wish my, my, the face I made through that entire thing made a sound. I, I wish you could hear that face because as you're reading that, I'm just disgusted. It's just like the whole thing, the, you can't replace it even by something that looks exactly the same. It cannot replace it because you told me it can't. So thanks. Appreciate that. Appreciate you telling me I can't <laughs> replace a thing with something exactly the same. So perhaps, Legally. you know, so that's the definition. And for anybody living underneath the rock, basically it is a digital media good, uh, art, video, <laughs> screenshot, something like that. You know, like it's a digital, digital media artifact that right. uh, you can buy on fairly dubious websites, let's be honest. Um, with I think that's conservative. That, that's a, that's a good description. Currency as well. If we're going to talk about crypto, bloody currency as well. If you just, which I also think is a scam now. At this God point. bless. Um, it is, and you are essentially given a receipt for a thing, a, a grouping of pixels that says that you own those pixels, despite it really being fucking fungible. Because anyone in the world can take a screenshot of that thing or download it and they have it. But they you've might got not it. have proof 
that they own it, but they still have it, which in my view is better than paying $300,000 for proof that you own something instead of just taking it for $0. (laughs) So right now I can buy a star in the sky. There you go. And I can name it. Yeah. Whatever I want to. Yeah. And forever that star is mine. No one else can have that star. I can't find it. I'll never see it. But I but I own that one. If I held a picture up to the sky, I couldn't find that motherfucker. You know, it's like, I don't know where, but I can own it. I can pay. I can just throw money into the ether. Real money, by the way. Money that I can touch with my hands. Yeah. And I can, I can pay that for that star. Uh, the fact that you can pay for a... A digital good, a a literally intangible good that's going to stay on a thumb drive that nobody can see anyway. Um, that's locked. If I lose it, it's definitely gone forever. You know, like that that NFT is AFK. It's gone. It's <laughs> like it's it's not coming back. So you own an intangible digital good paid for by pretend digital money that has that's backed by nothing other than the word of somebody that told you that it's scarce or that it's i mean effectively i'm i know i'm oversimplifying cryptocurrency you're really not you're not oversimplifying i think people need to realize i mean celebrities are going gaga for the shit it's insane you can take real money that has real value backed by governments with militaries yeah right exchange it for fake money backed by nobody and a pinky promise and then exchange Maybe. it for a few Who you'll pixels. never see. Yeah. You'll never see that person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And On they're purpose. probably not even the person. There you go. Yeah. On purpose, you'll never see them because the blockchain by definition is scattered all over hundreds of computers and unregulated. That's right. You'll never, they could yeah. be sitting right next to you and you'll never know, yeah. you know, and then they'll never know. You can take the fake money which let's be honest, money is already pretty fake to start with. It represents silver that's no longer in anyone's treasuries. But I'll I'll just leave you guys to Google that later. Right. We're just Google the gold standard. Okay. Yeah, just Google that. Cause aside from the UK, I don't think maybe there's a handful of countries that still have vaults full of actual gold and silver. Because when I found out that other countries have vaults full of US dollars, I shit the bed. So so it, you can exchange already, let's be honest, dubious physical currency. Tangible physical currency. Yeah, yeah. For fake currency that you will never see nor be able to access that's not backed by any government programs. So if you were to get hacked, that sucks. Uh, right. Because no one will ever recover that money for you. It is gone. And then... Right. Uh, if you purchase an NFT, which is a collection of fucking pixels that anyone else could reproduce at any time, it doesn't matter what they tell you, anybody could reproduce it at any time, then suddenly you have a thing. This is the stupidest version of art collecting I've ever heard of in my life. Because at least with actual art, you can take it off your wall, wrap it up in a bin bag, put it on your bed for three years, but it's still there. I just checked the other day. You know, like- right? Yeah. Well, and and I told I've talked to I have a uh, one of my good friends that uh, he and I both collected comic books for a long time, and I still do on occasion. I'll go in and I'll buy one. But a realization that I had in the early two thousands, I guess, when I came back and started collecting again, 
And I think Hush was coming out, and I'm, I was a big Batman fan, if you can't tell by that painting mm. right there. Um, if uh, it went so when I started collecting and, and Hush came out, I got the first printing of each one of the uh, books in the series, uh, read them, backed and boarded, and all that stuff, and, and then put them away. Uh, now they're worth money supposedly but what i was telling my friend is because he started just collecting buying up the first issue of a lot of things and and he's like doing this as an investment and i told him i said look man those will only ever be worth whatever somebody else is willing to pay for me it doesn't matter what that book says so that book says it's worth a thousand dollars i'll give you a broken trolling motor that's what that's what i'm going to give you for it you want to take it take it or leave it otherwise You get to keep that book because I'm not going to give you, you know, it's whatever somebody else thinks it's worth. And that's I mean, and I know from an economic standpoint, that's not the most technical way to explain economics. But the point is, is if it's you're trading, you're trading, you know, money for goods and services. And 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 they don't think it's niche the item, the less likely you're going to find a buyer. And to be honest, like so the paintings, they are real. I I am using a real example from my real life because since 2019, I have been trying to sell these paintings for at least what I paid for them because, you know, otherwise it wasn't an investment at all. It was a waste of money. And it has been impossible to find a buyer impossible yeah the market is terrible people aren't investing in mid-grade art at the moment do you know what i mean like and it's a very niche subject matter it's geometric based which not a lot of people like do you know what i mean and comics are even worse comics are even more niche and then it's specific comic book characters that people like that have value or specific artists that have value and things so i think this is just me that you should never collect anything as an investment. You should collect it because you love it and it makes you happy. And if at some point when your kids get saddled with tons and tons of this bullshit, maybe it'll be worth something to somebody. But net, like it's like the Beanie Babies craze in the 90s. That ruined people's lives because right. like nothing, nothing is worth collecting. And if anyone tells you it is, they are trying to sell you something. Like right. if you love it, then collect it. But just for you, just because it makes you happy. That's right. Never do collections as an investment. It isn't worth it. Do you know what a legitimate investment is? Property, stock. That's right. Like, well, and- just put your money in a savings account. That's probably better. Like, you know. No, it's absolutely better because it will. It's guaranteed and backed by the bank to increase by whatever the in- the interest rate is. So, no matter what, if you leave it there, there will be more there later. It yeah. may not be a lot more, but there will be more. There will be more than if you were to buy that that uh, fourth printing of the Deadpool comic just because the third movie's coming out and you think that that's going to actually be worth more money later when they're like, it not isn't. really. No, no, it's not. But it is tangible. I can hold it. I can open it and read it and I can smell it and lick it or whatever you do. You know, you know, that yeah, maybe with your not comic that. books. <laughs> maybe. I don't know. You do whatever you want to do. You can do whatever you want to with it. You can draw on it, but (laughs) you know, that, that would make it lose value, which might defeat the purpose. But still the point is, is that I can, I can actually touch it. And there are a finite amount of like literally, literally as, as literal as it can get, there are a finite amount. Now somebody could print another one, I guess, uh, you know, but it, but it, they still would have to make another one. Like it's there. I can count them and all that. This the non-fungible token, it's like you said, I mean, I can take a hundred pictures of it and 
I actually have a hundred copies of that. And then I can send it to whoever I want to. And then it spreads like a virus. So it's like, it's, it's not unique in any way. No. You know, it's really and, not and unique in any way. Aside from the metadata, there is no way to tell if it's actually real. Do you know right. what I mean? Like, there's no right. way to distinguish a screen, a, scrop, a crop screenshot or a download from the legitimate download that you were sent. Do you know, like, aside from right. the metadata in the file itself, there's yeah. no way to tell the difference. And to me, that is like going to be impossible in the future because there's there's going to be too much like right now if you have like someone saying they have a Rembrandt there are people trained to recognize Rembrandts there is and I'm saying it right now never going to be a single goddamn person trained to recognize one of those stupid monkey NFTs. It is not going to be a thing because that doesn't require any skill. You just look at the right. metadata of the file and then determine if during this time and this time, it, whether or not it would have been created from whatever IP address. Like, do you know what I mean? That doesn't take right. any skill. That doesn't require any training. I could tell you that. You know, that's right. So I just, right. So they may have a team of people that do that. You know, yeah. And like, and for what purpose? But obviously, it's a gaming podcast. So the reason why I think we're getting quite worked up about it is because, of course, with anything, it comes to gaming because it's that's a right. way for digital content creators like video game companies to make more money off of shit that ain't real. Now we have been right. buying microtrackers for years. We have been buying as a gaming community NFTs for years, exchanging right. real money for digital bullshit that ain't unique it's That's fine right. so now they just take a helmet they slap a serial number on it they tell you it's unique and they charge you more for it perfect right. like this is what we needed and by did i mean don't and now they've thrown loot boxes into the mix and that i think is when i decided that this is the spawn of Satan. it is a step too far it's yeah a step too far yeah Right. I mean, they and they pushed us, like you said, uh, we we continue to buy the equivalent of an, an NFT uh, with digital games to begin with, especially those that uh, they're not unique. And if at any point they decide to shut the server down or whatever, uh, whatever code that's allowing it to run whenever they boot up and you connect to the Internet, they shut that down and then your game doesn't work anymore. Well, I spent all that money and now I can't even use it. Yeah. So. You know, and that's that's been the case, and that's been the case for a while. I have been opposed to that since the beginning, but I still practice it. I, I pay for those games. The convenience is 100% the reason why. That's 100% because I don't know if this is a conspiracy, but they just make it to where the physical media is harder to get anyway. You just can't go get it because they don't print as many, and then you're forced to go. If you want to play it, you can yeah. wait if you don't, but... But then create FOMO for whatever it is. And then you're like, well, I got to I got to get it. Otherwise, I'm not relevant. I'm not a part of the scene. I'm not. You know, <laughs> I'm not or, cool enough. Yeah. Or, you know, or whatever. If you were if you had to do this for a living, well, then you're forced to do something like that. You know, you're forced to, to be in the know constantly in the in the algorithm. And, uh, you know, and so anyway, I. It, there, there have been a few people in the industry, uh, most recently Troy Baker, you know, one of the most popular uh, voice actors out there, um, you know, was backing 
uh, one of the company's NFTs, and I, I didn't uh, I didn't see the details on the NFT exactly, but I think he may have had something to do with it. Like I think he was involved in the creation of it, or at the very least was supporting uh, the company and doing it. And there was enough backlash uh, to Troy that he pulled out. You know, he was no he no longer supports it. He's uh, washed my hands of it. And you know the thing is with the gaming community. Look, I'm a part of it as well as you are. Uh, so I have to include myself in this that as a community, um, we're not often the most understanding or uh, rational when it comes to things like this. Uh, many times we'll fly off the handle over things that really aren't that important and aren't that big of a deal. Uh, more so sometimes than things that really are a big deal. Uh, but this is one of those where I think you had a you had a a national treasure in in terms of gaming with Troy Baker uh potentially making a mistake you know backing something that really isn't good as much as they're rationalizing it that it's good for the artists man maybe a handful of artists could benefit from it uh, you know maybe and but there's got to be a better way like you know this seems they could just go on cameo they could just sell their stuff as independents they don't need to do this like right you know i think perhaps it's the like elder gamers that are leading this skepticism because i don't i don't think the younger gamers remember the time but i do when mmos sort of first started especially like second life and things like that everyone started to believe that if you collected digital goods that you would be able to flip them like i think in right. the back of all of our minds when we were playing mmos around the like 2000s and stuff um it, there was a thought that like oh if i get like a good stable of max level characters with this desirable gear and stuff i could sell this account and blah 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 and then guess what none of us ever fucking sold our accounts we played until right. it was no longer popular and then w by the time we were done with it there was nothing to sell nobody wanted it anymore you know right. like I, I had a secondary account that I did actually sell to somebody, but I sold it for nothing near what in my mind I thought it was worth. It's just that I knew I was, I knew me like mentally I was done playing. And yeah. that was also a violation of the EULA as well. If you think these game companies are going to let you sell these NFTs, like you're crazy because that's, right. that was a violation of EULA back then. If, if I had been caught, I would have been banned. Lots of people did get caught and banned. You know, secondary markets, they've been trying to shut them down for years. They hate gold farmers. They hate all that other sort of stuff. They try to bring it into games so that they can get a piece of it and all, you know, this is not going to be any different. And I think older gamers, like, you know, yourself, myself, people even older than us, you know, who now are in their 50s, who were in the very early days of gaming. I think they very acutely know that this is not an economy that is going to help people in the long run. This is an economy for a few people to get really super rich off like riding a hype train while everybody else gets stuck holding the band. Like this is the same thing that happened with the GameStop stocks. More people lost out than one because that is how stocks work. So right, it, it's like a it's like a casino. I mean, you're not casinos. Everybody doesn't win in there. Most people lose. You know, yeah. most people lose. Otherwise, they couldn't stay open. It doesn't work that way. Yeah, there's you know? no such thing as free money. If you benefit right. from this stuff, it's because other people 
took Failed. a gamble and lost, you know, That's right. and maybe yeah. they could afford to do it, but sometimes they can't. And I just think like, if you want a helmet with a serial number on it, and it really means something to you, then get it, but never bloody think that they are going to let you sell that onto anybody else. And don't think it's going to have any value. Like what you paid for it, you might as well just expect to flush that down the toilet because this is a fad. This is not going to stick around. There is a reason why no one is selling second life shit anymore. It's not, right. it's just not popular and it won't yeah. be, you know? Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> get off my lawn. <laughs> um, yeah. I, I mean, I, I couldn't agree more. I, I, I 100%. I mean, I, I hope that they're not around for, for much longer. Like I hope that it, that it dies out or, and I, I have friends that have some NFTs. I have a lot of friends that have, I mean, I have some cryptocurrency and I did not buy it, but my, I do have some, um, <laughs> and it was money that, uh, I went into it when, when it was purchased, when my wife purchased it, it was money I was willing to lose. I was like, if, if it's gone, it's gone. Like, I just wanted, I want us to be okay with that. Like if, if we don't make any money on it, just expect that to be the case. You know, don't, don't expect this to be where, where we retire. And at the very least, uh, and I would tell anybody else this, if they're doing it is, is if you're getting in it and you see it rising or whatever, I mean, uh, get what you can and get out, you know, don't, it is not going to, it's not a savings account. It is more volatile than, than anything you can possibly imagine in regard to money. There, there, there can't be anything that's much more volatile than that because there's nothing really that regulates it. Uh, you know, cause nothing else backs it. It's just people and people are f afraid and, and kind of dumb and do dumb things in groups and, and you scare people to do one thing or the other and they all bail out where yours ain't worth shit. You know, yeah. you ain't gonna, listen, you know, I think it it's concerning that NFTs yeah. are this accessible. If it's that right. easy to get one, they're not that rare. We could make a retro rebel dogecoin right now no, i mean somebody's like, gonna make one of us that's the other thing just people are right. stealing the likenesses of famous people putting on an nft and the famous people never get anything for it someone's done it with pewdiepie someone did it with jem sterling they're like they're yeah. doing it with everybody just plopping right. them on these nfts and making money they didn't have permission to do that like right it, they're probably well, it, one and, of us out there for all we know I hope there is. I really do. And I hope that you made some money on it. But the, the thing uh, to me, the thing about it is if you're, you, we made, they made the NFTs and NFTs are, are popular. I just, with, with any of these, I just, I can't see them. I can't see them being here for very long, but, or unless something really bad happens. Like I think if something really bad happens at this point or, or, uh, People just their lives are ruined for it. I mean, from NFTs and and uh, you know the oh what was the loot box issues with with FIFA and just people being to being able to access these things. I mean, I mean more power to those that are trying to grift right now. And if you don't know what the term is and you are a grifter, well, know that you're just not a, you're objectively bad. You're an objectively bad person if you're doing those things. Um. But I understand it, but a lot of other people don't. Like I see the bigger picture. I understand, and I'm not going to spend my money on something like that. I think it's, I think it's dumb. <laughs> but there are a lot of people that don't, and there are a lot of people that see that and they hear people that they trust because we trust celebrities more than scientists, and people are, uh, you know, spending their hard-earned money uh, on things that they think will 
increase in value and maybe we'll even help them get out of, you know, out of maybe out of debt or, or a retirement process package, you know, a piece of something that they're going to be able to use to rely on in the future to be worth more money. And it's just not so. Uh, and in, in gaming, I don't see, I don't see it going away necessarily. I think it's going to continue to evolve into something gross. They'll, they'll figure out another way to make this gross. Um, which is, you know, I think this year for me will be the year of the indie game a yeah. lot. I'm going to play a lot more indie games. Um, there aren't a lot of, of AAA titles I'm interested in. I am interested in the Bethesda one. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, I'm going to, I'm not getting my hopes up. I'm going to wait and see, you know, yeah. because there are so many games coming out that are, you know, big open world games that, and we've been burned so much over the last few years by open world games that are vapid and, and have nothing to do in them uh, that, you know, that's the thing. They think it's big. So there's more to do. It's going to take you longer to finish it. So I got my money's worth. And and that's it. game companies have lost sight of things. That's not what it's about, you know. Uh, and so a lot of the really good gaming experiences I've had over the last few years are indie games. Um, small teams that are really focusing on making a good gaming experience. And even if it's 10, 12, 8, four hours, uh, that's time well spent. And, you know, playing, playing games as they, you know, games as they used to be. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Anyway, NFTs bad. bad <laughs> NFTs. New year, next NFTs. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Yeah. Well, I listen, so, like there, there is nothing wrong with new stuff. New stuff is great. It's just that right. I, if, if there's one takeaway, Buy an NFT if you want to, but don't expect to get money out of it. Do you know what I mean? Right. Like, buy right. it because you want it. Buy it like it's a pair of jeans. Do you know, like buy it with disposable right. income. Please don't invest your life savings in this. It isn't going to last because it's so niche and niche stuff never lasts. Like just look at the Beanie Babies of the 90s. Like don't ruin your life. Yeah, it's just right. it's not going to you're not going to know when to sell. You're going to hold on to it way too late. Like, don't That's be a right. statistic, please. Yeah. I mean, like, I, I can't even I can't even bring myself to to get a subscription to Marvel for their digital comics or anything like that. I mean, I, I think I had it built into something a few years ago where you got a free subscription to it because I was subscribed to something else. And I, I looked through some of the digital comics and it's like, man, this is so disconnected from what comics are and what they were and just being able to hold the book and yeah. look through the book and, and have it, you know, instead of this digital representation or this digital picture of it's too pristine. It's like the paper and the ink and, and all of that. It's yeah. just it's a different experience. And and you lose so much just in that. And then whenever they shut those servers down, you can't look at any of them anymore. You know, all of them are gone. And so. You know, it's 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 the same issue with games. It'll be the same issue everywhere else. You know, real is always going to be better. Uh, and and I mean, I think that's probably the simplest way to put it. Real is all real is always going to be better, no matter what. The science the science backs that. The the clinical psychology backs that. Uh, you know, a digital a a digital landscape that moves even is not as effective at changing your mood as actually being in the woods. Or looking at a fish tank, an actual fish tank, not a not a digital fish tank. Yeah, you know, um, these things do have measurable effects on us. Like our body actually changes, our mind changes. We release different chemicals from being in a real environment and seeing tangible things versus 
a digital. Now the digital doesn't hurt. It's in, and many times it does help, but not to the same extent that the real does. So, um, and I don't know that that will ever change unless we become, you know, some mishmash of, you know, cybernetic beings. Yeah. Yeah. We're just like the, like on star Wars, I did not know this, but those spiders that are in uh, return of the Jedi and most recently in the book of Boba Fett, uh, there's these spiders and they have this like this bulb for a head and there's a brain in yeah, it. Yeah, it yeah, I know about those, yeah. Yeah, those are actually monks. That's yeah. the brain of a monk. And, yeah. and they, they they completely detach themselves from all physical yeah. and put themselves in a, yeah, I, in a that jar. Was in, that was in some Luke Skywalker like novel that I read like 20 ah, years okay. ago. Yeah. yeah. Like some of the cool. continuation story of Luke Skywalker, yeah, yeah. He, like goes to that that temple. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's canon now. Oh man, listen, we have to record more frequently because now we're tangential as fuck. So we got to. Oh, I know. <laughs> oh, that never. That never. That's never really stopped us. Um, but anyway. But you're 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 right. So NFT's bad. Any closing thoughts? No, I listen. I've I've given enough thoughts. I think. <laughs> yeah. As I have as well. So, uh, but we'll be back hopefully sooner than later. So, that wraps up this episode of Retro Rebel. I want to thank Amanda for this week's discussion. All the notes from this week's episode will be posted on our site, templeofgeek.com. If you'd like to add to the discussion or reach out with questions, sound off in the comments or message us on Facebook or Instagram at Retro Rebel Podcast. And please have it over, head over to wherever you get your downloads and rate us because that really helps our show. Until the next time. See you later.